Hey sister, welcome back to the Your Sorority Journey podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. My name is Cassie and I'm the host of the show and I truly could not be more thrilled that you're here. Today, we have a special guest on the show. She is a chapter development consultant for TriDelta and just announced that she will be continuing for a second year with them. On the episode today, Libby is giving us a behind-the-scenes look at what her job looks like working for her national organization and living primarily out of a suitcase. She dispels some myths and brings some truth to how her job is often misunderstood. If you're listening as a past leadership consultant or educational consultant for your organization, I know that you are going to love relating to her experiences just like I did. As Libby is still supporting women through the COVID chaos, she is truly in the trenches supporting and encouraging women through this right now. I loved hearing her share that encouragement with us today and hope that it hits home for whatever season of the sorority journey that you're in. So here is my conversation with Libby. Libby, I'm so excited you're here. This is going to be so fun. I'm so excited. Thank you for having me. Sure thing. Uh, So how have you been since I saw you? I think we crossed paths in November, twice, I guess, right? In Omaha and Florida. Florida, yeah. I, it feels like it's been forever. Um, yeah, I've been good. It was it was so funny how our paths kept kind of connecting. Um, I remember being at Creighton and looking at your photo you put up in the workshop, and I was like, I know that mountain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I that's mean, funny. Those don't exist anywhere else but Arizona. And then you, you know, went yeah. on the top of and I was like oh my gosh I've got to know this girl (laughs) oh you're so sweet I like well I remember coming up to you and being like can we stay connected on Instagram and it just felt like such a I don't know why it was like kind of like a rocky thing to do but I just was like this girl's a consultant like I knew this life and I mean I traveled in the equivalent of your role for Sigma Kappa for a year, and I never crossed paths with the same person twice. So I thought that was so fun when your women told me they had a consultant in town and it was Libby. And I was like, Libby just sat through my workshop in Creighton. So it's pretty funny how, what a small world it is. Right. I know. I remember them telling me they were going to, and I was like, you're kidding. I was like, I just went to that. You're going to love it. And then I saw your Instagram story and you were at Florida Southern's campus. And I was like, oh, you, no way. <laughs> it's, it's so funny how that works. But um, yeah, I'd love to hear, like, I'm sure your consultant life, like, just looks so different now, like, given what's happened the past month. But like, how was the semester before that? So like, whatever, January through mid-March. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was so much fun. I got to do a couple repeat visits, which is always such a treat, um, going back to a school and knowing the women and feeling more comfortable, you know, in a different, in a, in an unknown place. Um, so it was so much fun. I had a nice mix of 
repeat visits um, and then some new places too. So it was, um, it was really good. I'm sad it got cut short, but I'm happy to be home and safe. And I think it was definitely for the best. Yeah. Gosh, I'm so happy that you're home and safe. But just like going back to that repeat visit, like I just remember how nice it was to see familiar faces and familiar cities, even though they weren't like familiar to me before then, right? Like I I visited Charlotte and Wichita Falls like once a month, the second semester while I was on the road. And that just made it so much easier to like be traveling as much as you do in this job when you know where you're going to like eventually. Yeah. Um, no, exactly. It's such a funny, almost normal, which is definitely <laughs> not the word you use to describe being a consultant, but it's such a nice norm to be back somewhere and be able to ask to go back to a restaurant or, you know, stay in your same Airbnb or however it kind of looks for that visit. Oh my gosh, I get the restaurant thing on like such a deep level. <laughs> like you miss your food from your hometown or whatever your like old routine was. So when you're able to find something that becomes part of your new routine, I did that to the women in Charlotte, which stuff falls all the time. I'm like, this is the salad I want, or this is the sandwich I want from this mm-hmm. place. Can we make it happen this week? <laughs> yeah, yeah. In Omaha, they have this great local ice cream place. And I was like, please take me back there. You know, we were doing recruitment on my second visit in Omaha. And I was like, I just need that little ice cream shop to get me through. So it was so much fun. (laughs) Oh my God. I love that. So like going back, I don't even know this. Like I'd be so curious to hear what about your collegiate experience inspired you to be a traveling consultant for Tri-Delta? Yeah. Um, well, when I was at Northern Arizona, um, I joined Tridel to my sophomore year. So I joined in fall 2016. And I did that. I think really just I was craving a community and a new, um, a new journey, I suppose. So Um, joining as a sophomore, I felt like I really wanted more time. And now it's funny looking back and being an alumni member now, just knowing that, um, understanding now, I guess more than ever that being in a sorority is for a lifetime and the collegiate experience, it doesn't last forever. Um, And it's, you know, at that point in time, it's really hard to see a world bigger than your campus or your organization or however that kind of looks. So I grew, yeah, so I grew so much through my collegiate experience, you know, four years in college at three in Tri-Delta. And I just felt like I still had more to give. I didn't really feel done just yet. So Um, I think that's what really inspired me. I had really great relationships with the consultants that had visited uh, my chapter when I was an officer and in the leadership role. So I thought that it looked like so much fun um, and I kind of picked their brains about it and um, it all kind of worked out for the best. (laughs) 
Isn't that crazy? Like what a powerful impact the women who you've seen do it. Like I remember having consultants come visit my chapter at Arizona State and just be like so inspired by them. And I was like, like, that's the reason I wanted to be a consultant was because this woman that visited our campus when I was a freshman, like I was 18 years old, she was like, you know, you should think about being a leadership consultant. And I was like, okay, I think I might just be a leadership consultant because you're awesome. And you're a woman who I aspire to be like. And so if that's what it, if that's the next step in my journey, then like, yeah, I'll go for it. But I think it's cool how, what a big impact those women who come before us had on our perspective of it. And I think the other thing is like how you are now currently impacting women to want to be in that role in the future too. Right. And it's so funny being on the other side of, you know, that role, because I think of my visits and I'm, you know, I'm just chatting with sisters, you know, and it's funny to go back and think when I was in their shoes, you know, the consultant made such a big impact on me. So it's humbling and exciting to know that you are in, in that space to do that for more women to come. Yeah. I love that. What have been like some of your favorite memories or like biggest takeaways from the role this year? I would say it's hard to pinpoint, you know, those specific moments. I think, um, you know, some from maybe not necessarily visits, but all the consultants got to go to Memphis for the St. Jude Marathon weekend there in December. Um, And I think just those, you know, unexpected uh, relationships that we get to build in this job um, are such treasures, you know. Um, Mm. I met some of my you know, now best friends. And it's funny because we FaceTime every night, but we've seen each other three times in person. (laughs) So I can relate. Yeah. It's crazy how those relationships form. Yeah. Like it's so funny. We were, we were talking about that the other day, like we've spent collectively maybe a month together, but you know, they'll be with me on my wedding day or, you know, things like that. It's so funny, but I think from a visit perspective, having meetings with all all different women from all different walks of life at all different universities and talking with them and collaborating with them and seeing the spark in their eyes or their wheels start turning when mm. you're talking them through, you know, maybe a different situation or um, kind of a various um, – thought they might have that you can help them bring that to life more so or bring new ideas to the table. It's so much fun to have that impact on each woman in a different way. Yeah, isn't that interesting how you like sit through these like trainings and even just talking with your other consultant friends about how to approach a situation. And then you feel like you have the same conversation like on every visit, but somehow it's taken a little bit differently every time. Um, Or like a different part of it resonates is what I'm hearing you say. And I definitely felt that when I traveled, like 
it's funny how different women in different regions of the country just take what you have to say in a different way or apply it differently. I just think that's really interesting. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool to see um, them take different, almost snippets of what the same message, but use it to how it pertains to them in that, in that situation or in the season they're in. Um, Yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying in that. Yeah, it's so fun. I love that. So I saw on social media and we like definitely DM'd about this. You're staying on for a second year. Yes, yes, I am. (laughs) Are you, tell me about that. Like what made you want to stay on? Like what are you most excited about? Like I'm just so excited for you that you get another year of this job. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't wait. Um, Being a second year consultant and Cassie, I don't know if this was the same in Sigma Kappa, but being a second year consultant, we call it a senior consultant. And um, you really get to take more of a mentor role. And it's, it's silly, but I kind of equate it to you know, getting a little, you know, in in college, it's a different perspective of the organization that now you get to see, um, kind of a different, you kind of start to take a new journey, I suppose, in um, your sorority experience. And that's how I kind of equate being a senior consultant, Uh, we get a bigger role in training, Um, we're the only women that the first year consultants really know that have done the job before, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's going to be really exciting. I'm so excited to meet the team in person uh, whenever we have the opportunity to. Um, But I think just, and now more than ever through COVID and all of this is Tridelta is so invested and I'm, more than sure this is true for all other women's organizations, but um, Tridelta is so invested in building us up to be better young professional women and um, great employees and even that great friends. So um, I just didn't feel done with this experience. Um, I still have so much more to give and so much more growth to do as well. And the thought of a second year, um, although scary, you know, it's not always glamorous living out of a suitcase or not being home for weeks at a time, but I cannot imagine myself doing anything else at this point in time. I just love that. Like, I can just hear your enthusiasm for the job. And I just know that the collegians you work with will be so blessed because of it, right? Like, this job totally requires that level of like, intentionality, like, this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm sure the women you worked with this year felt it. Um, I know I like saw that with like, how you were supporting the women. Um, during that workshop. And so I'm just so excited for the women you'll get to work with this year. Um, 
I know you mentioned like the unglamorous side of being a consultant that maybe not everybody sees on Instagram or even the women see when you like come out like all presentable and with your game face on. But I would love for you to speak to like what you feel like the most misunderstood part of being a consultant is. Oh, that's such a good, such a good question. Um, I think um my my favorite question was why do you have so much luggage aren't you just here (laughs) for five days (laughs) (laughs) that was always oh my gosh it made me laugh every time because I would always tell them I'm like you know I'm here for five days but I haven't been home for five weeks you know so (laughs) Yeah. I think that that is probably one of, um, it, it's so funny. And I didn't, you know, you're, you're on your journey, you forget that it's weird for other people. And it's, you know, it's not the norm for everyone else, but it's normal for us, you know, when we're, when we're living it. So it, I thought that was um, probably one of the, probably one of the biggest misunderstandings of the job. Um, yes, I am only here for a short amount of time, but I'm with other chapters for (laughs) weeks on end as well. So yeah, I always thought that was so, so funny. You are just a leg of like, where else I'm going, right? Like they have no idea like where you've been or what you have in front of you before you finally get to a familiar place. So I think that is funny. I mean, I remember leaving like a big shampoo, a big, like some big toiletry items and maybe like a jacket for that weather at some of the places I would visit repeatedly. But like, besides that, like the big suitcase, the carry on and the tote bag were going with me everywhere. Like Mm -hmm. (laughs) where else were they going to go? You know? So um, I know it, it was so funny. I, um, I don't know. I, I loved being at different visits or when they'd ask me, so where else have you been, you know, this year, this semester? And I'd say, well, you know, you're my 11th visit this semester. You're my 20th overall or whatever. And they're like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, we won't list all the places. <laughs> yeah, it might take you a second. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but if you follow me on Instagram, like you'll get a pretty good idea, you know, get them connected. Right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Is there anything else that you like wish that people knew about your job or wish that maybe not even the sorority women you worked with, but just people um, at large or peers you went to college with or parents or your parents' friends wish that they understood about being a consultant for your organization? Um, Yeah, I think that it's always difficult and I'm sure you can speak to this of saying that you work for your sorority you know people don't necessarily look at that like maybe a quote-unquote real job or anything like that and so it's it's difficult to explain but when you talk about the real life skill or you're living it day to day. It obviously is not only real life, but so transferable. Um, 
So I feel like a lot of the time people say to me, Libby, it's so cool that you you travel all the time. I'm like, well, you know, my job isn't just jet setting here and there. (laughs) You know, my my job is to build up sorority women and to empower young women at that. And, um, you know, if they take nothing else from my visit of operational agility or, um, you know, risk management, anything, I want them to feel more empowered or like a better version of themselves. And I think that's a side of the job a lot of people may not realize exists. Absolutely. And I think I used to think about it as like this chapter I might be the only touch point this chapter has with a national organization all year, Mm -hmm. right? Like I could be the only, the only perspective that they have of what NHQ is, right? And I think like when you think about a, a company or a company with franchises that have people from their home office fly out to check on the, the health, the, uh, alignment of that franchise with a national organization like that shows up in the real world all the time by the way um and so I think the way you described it as like you're here to invest in the the women the clients of the organization like you can take that into any job into any profession that is not exclusive to working for a sorority like yeah it's got a spin to it when you are like helping out with recruitment until two o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. or like participating in a ritual ceremony. Mm -hmm. But um, like, we are not the only ones who are on an airplane like twice a week. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, no, that's so true. And I think, you know, when I start to interview for jobs after this position's contract is over and to say that I worked with 28 of my organization's franchises and, you know, I did all of these different things. I I worked with our newest franchises, some of our oldest franchises, you know, I got to collaborate with uh, different, um, different levels of executives at our company, you know, things like that are so real life and so transferable. And it's, um, it makes you more competitive as, as a young woman trying to, you know, make their way in, in a workforce. Absolutely. Gosh, I just love the language you use around this because I, I also struggled like trying to explain my parents were on board, but trying to explain to like my grandparents or even like some of my peers, like that I worked for my sorority. They're like, wait, what? Like, what'd you do? You know, like, and I think when you are able to phrase it in different words, like working for a nonprofit organization to like support their various franchises all over the country, like that's so competitive for anything else that you do afterwards and you were able to stay involved and engaged to an organization that played a huge role in your life in college. Like you joined as a sophomore, you just weren't done yet. Like that's okay. This is a great way for you to not only 
continue to have that experience, but also invest in your future in a really unique way. So I love the way that you talk about that. It's so fun to hear. But obviously, like the traveling has died down given uh, COVID and campuses closing. I would love to hear like what your job looks like now and how that has affected you. Yeah, it's definitely been a weird transition. Um, I was at, I was actually on a visit right before many schools had their spring break. So early to mid March and watching what the women, you know, cause my visit, my visit ends, you know, and I get to leave that school and I was going home anyway on a break. But watching the women in the chapter navigate, well, do I go do my spring break plans as normal or do I need to move my things out of this house? You know, it was definitely emotionally taxing. Um, Mm. It was hard to watch and I can't imagine having to live it. Um, But everything worked out. I've checked in with that chapter and they're doing great. So it's good to hear Um, but it has been weird going from being in a new state every week to now being stationary at home in Phoenix. So, um, definitely a funky transition, but it's been really great. I'm so thankful that we have been able to work and all of the consultants have been put on different projects and I've been able to collaborate a lot with different Uh, women in the office and push out new content and start new initiatives for Tridelta. And um, it's been, it's been so much fun to now be able to see a different side of the organization. Um, And I will say that right now I am enjoying this moment of stillness because um, it's inevitable that in a few months we will most likely go back to normal uh, daily living. So I'm trying to embrace this opportunity just to be still and to be present at home and with my family uh, for the time being. I love that. I think it's so hard um, for our sorority women, for consultants to find that stillness. I remember a year ago, April 14th, so a little over a year ago, I was just like finishing up my year on the road and just pushing through the days, pushing through the visits and the reports for when I was going to be able to just like sleep when I got home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's 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 so encouraging to hear how positive you are about what's happening and the way it's affected your work because I think women who have this job care so much about the work that they're doing that it's so easy to overwork yourself and really go full throttle. So I can't even imagine how nice it must feel to like have a little bit more balance in your work and health and lifestyle. Um, How do you think the collegians are doing or from the collegians that you work with, how do you think that they are doing and adjusting to this stillness or unexpected pause that they're experiencing right now? 
I think that I think that everyone's still trying to figure out how to navigate uh, the situation and even just what their women need. You know, talking to chapter leadership, um, it's it's difficult to try to engage, you know, a chapter of 40 women up to a chapter of 350 women, you know. So I think just each chapter navigating what that looks like on their own, I think has posed some difficulties. Um, But what I encourage when I talk to the chapter leadership is just do what feels right. Like there's no wrong way to navigate the situation and because it's nothing we've ever seen before, you know? So I think as long as we're doing chapter outreach and, or member outreach at that. So we're talking to members, we're supporting our members and we're not just talking to officers, you know, they already are probably feeling pretty solid in their member experience, but let's really focus on the women that, you know, might not be loving being in a sorority right now, but they need support just like everyone else. And this could be, you know, the make or break time that Tri-Delta or any other organization is there for them. Yeah. And I, I think that's so valuable, right? Like encouraging every chapter to do what they need for their members, knowing that in the same way that our chapters take what we have to say differently. We can say the same thing to 10 chapters and they can take it 10 different ways. I think that there might be 10 different ways that these chapters need to engage their members, right? Like to your point, like Florida Southern is probably going to need to engage their members a little bit different than Creighton. Like just given like Mm -hmm. campus culture and like what their members need, why their members are a part of their organizations. And so I love that advice and I love that encouragement for leaders to really be engaging their members in the way that best serves them. Um, Overall, what role do you think the sorority, and I say the sorority as in like any member's sorority, um, what role do you think the sorority should be playing in a time like this? I think that our sororities can serve as our safe place in a sense. Um, This is such a time of uncertainty and unknown that our chapter and each of our organizations can be that level of comfort or that comfort place. Um, I would encourage people not to overlook the simplicity of, you know, personal outreach. Um, because I think right now that's the best thing we can do to, for our members. Um, and just acknowledging that, you know, this is weird. This is uncharted territory, what do we need right now? And what can we do for our members? 
Yeah, thanks for sharing that because I think it's it's hard for our members and our leaders to know like what's prioritized right now when they maybe are like in their parents' house again or trying to figure out like what their academic life or what their academic priorities are with everything being online. Um, I think it could be really easy in this time for the sorority experience to get pushed to the back burner. But like you said, calling it a safe place, I think there might be more of a need for sisterhood and friendship that we find in our organizations now more than ever, right? For us to, even if it's just like a text or a call, like we're all dealing with this differently. It's affecting us differently while it's affecting everyone at the same time. And it's not um, something that anyone is like, not affected by, you know? So I think it is really cool to think about how our sorority can be like a safe place to come back to, like almost a refuge in a way from all the chaos, like providing some sense of normalcy or support that we strive to offer our women on campus. It's just the same intent off campus, which I think can be really powerful right now. Yeah, exactly. I think that you know, I think it's okay that, you know, everything looks different right now. Education looks different. Um, Our living situation probably looks different. Uh, So it just makes sense that this, you know, a sorority would look different right now. And I'm curious to see what it looks like moving into the fall and into the spring, you know, into the next school year of what are we going to take from this time of, you know, having to get creative to communicate and build a sense of community virtually? How are we going to transfer that into years to come? I think that's such a good question. It's something I've actually thought about a lot as a lot of campuses are even like tentative about recruitment and there's no one that's called it off that I know of, but it's definitely like a conversation of like, what does recruitment look like Mm -hmm. this fall? Um, And I think, I just think of the fact that our organizations are about 150 years old, right? Mm -hmm. And the experience or being a woman on a college campus 150 years ago does not look like what it does now. And like throughout the years, like the organization has had to adapt and pivot to the new needs of their members. And I don't know, like part of me thinks that this is the event that is going to force our organizations and our communities to reassess and meet the new present needs of uh, our collegiate members right now. And I don't think we even knew that they were different, but I think this is going to bring to light what is different from the way we've just been doing things for however many years since we had to adjust last. Um, And I'm actually kind of excited to see what it looks like. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be like potentially rocky, but I think it will be like super important for our organizations to continue to assess that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to see what changes are on the horizon due to this, um, because I really think they will be 
for the best, you know, even if it, you know, it could even get to the point where what if we're not meeting in person anymore for our chapter meetings? You know, it's things like that, that people might, you know, it's not like those memes that are going around that, you know, oh, this meeting could have been an email, you know? <laughs> an email, yeah. Oh my God. I've seen that on notebooks. I've seen that on pencil pouches. Yeah, no, it's trending. I I love that. I think you're right. Like the reimagining things is definitely um, real. So like just finish up, like I would love to hear any last like encouragement or like words of wisdom you have for our collegians who are navigating this new normal right now. Um, anything that you find yourself saying often to the women you work with at your chapters or anything that's just on your heart that you would want to encourage um, our sister friends with? Yeah, I would. I find myself a lot of the times um, saying to lean into each other, um, even though we might be physically distanced right now, we don't need to be emotionally distanced from each other. Um, so feel what you're feeling. You know, some days getting out of bed is going to be the best thing you do that day. And, you know, other days you might be going on a couple mile run, you know, it's no two days are going to look the same. And it's important to have grace with ourselves and with others. Um, but everyone right now is navigating a new normal that is anything but normal. Um, so speak with your sisters and I guarantee that you aren't alone in your feelings. And like I said, just lean into each other uh, because community can heal. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that. I think, uh, that's really going to hit home with women. Community can heal. I think that's something I need to think about too. Um, obviously like you and I like aren't leaving like our sorority collegiate sorority experience right now. But I think about like our sense of community and the areas that like I need to tune into that better too. Um, so thanks for sharing that. And thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today. I just have loved catching up with you and hearing what it's been like for you to be a consultant. Thank you, Cassie. I am so thankful that this journey uh, crossed our paths. And thank you so much for having me. Of course. Um, I'd love to hear too, just like on a personal note, like, mm -hmm. what are you looking forward to? Or like, what is something that like, you're excited about? Like, this week or just like in this season? Um, I think right now I am excited to embrace a normal day-to-day <laughs> um, -day routine. Um, yeah. You know, I've been waking up at the same time every day, which is not always <laughs> a luxury you get on the road. You know, I get to go to yeah. bed at times I want to. So <laughs> I get to do laundry so often. So I think it, um, <laughs> it's like that, that I'm just a really loving, um, a sense of normalcy right now before we hit the road again, hopefully in the fall. Um, but yeah, just really soaking in all the family time, 
all the puppy time, you know, I can get right now. So yeah, (laughs) that's so sweet. I, uh, I'm definitely your team and is definitely my thoughts and prayers just thinking about like what life could look like and how the consultant experience might evolve. So I'm uh, super eager to stay connected with you. Like, thank you. It honestly means the world to me that you um, have like kept up and like been engaged with uh, just like starting this new company. And I'm really, really excited for what it has to offer and just feel thankful. Um to like know you and like have you in my circle and now have you on my podcast. This is super special for me. So thank you so much. Of course. Thank you. I love what you're doing um, with empowering sorority women. I think it's so necessary right now, um, especially just in this time. And it's so fun to watch everything that you have going on and I am absolutely in your corner with all of this. So thank you again. I feel so lucky to have met Libby, honestly, by chance, because I think her perspective that she shared today is something that we can all cling to in such an uncertain time. I want to go back to something that she said and the encouragement she gives her collegians and left us with today. She said, lean into each other because community can heal. I mean, I use the word community a lot, but I think in in some ways it's just kind of a buzzword that we just throw around um, and say when we're trying to get our point across about our organizations or our sisterhood. But when we lean into each other, like Libby was talking about today, I really truly believe that community can heal. Community can restore some of the brokenness and disappointment that we're experiencing. No, it can't remove the pain. It can't remove the experience, but it can better equip us for what's to come and truly strengthen us as a group instead of isolating us in this crazy time. I hope that you learned something about what working for your national organization was like today, or if you have previously held this job, had a fun time relating to her experience, and hope that you will find ways that you can lean into others this week and as we go into the weekend, knowing that we, when we come out of this, we can come out stronger um, because community can truly heal us. If you related to what was said in the episode today in any way, it would mean the world to me if you could share it with a sister friend or write us a review on the Apple Store to help more women be encouraged and inspired by what our guests have to say. Also, if you can think of any other way that we could support you better or if there's topics that you would love to see covered in the podcast, please feel free to shoot me a DM at Little Cass or at Her Sorority Journey so we can make sure to come alongside you the best we can in this season of your sorority journey.